What's up, guys? Welcome to the Don't Forget to Love podcast with me, Mara Sullivan. Today's episode is all about wellness, what it means, some things that you can do to improve your overall well-being, and some things that help me feel well on a daily basis. None of us likes to feel or be unwell when our body, our mind, energy, spirit feels off or out of whack. It does not feel good when we get sick or burnt out or don't get enough rest. It takes a major toll on our well-being. And so our wellness should be a priority in all of our lives. If you guys have listened to my previous episodes, you know that my degree is in English and I love words. So let's start by defining what wellness is. Wellness by definition is the active pursuit of activities, choices, and lifestyles that lead to a state of holistic health. So most people think that health and wellness are the same thing, but they are not. Wellness is the things that you do, your activities, your choices, and the lifestyle that you have, the proactive things that you do on a daily basis to keep you healthy. You cannot be healthy without good wellness. Of course, we all know that we can do our best to eat, to do everything right, to eat right, to eat healthy, to exercise, live a good life, but sometimes we still get sick. Even when we're doing well, sometimes things just happen, but there are things that we can and should do to prevent getting sick, taking care of what we can control, and being as prepared and proactive about our physical, mental, and spiritual health as much as possible. Tara Petit, she is a blogger. She breaks down wellness into eight categories. She calls Um, She calls it the wellness wheel. The eight categories of wellness are physical, emotional, occupational, financial, intellectual, environmental, spiritual, and social. And the most important thing to remember is that one category affects the others. When something is off in one area of our body or life, that imbalance will have an effect on the other areas. Tara Petit says that our body is a system and systems usually need all parts to be functioning optimally for the whole system to work most effectively. So think about the independent parts that make up your whole whole life. Think about one thing not going well in one area of your life and how it's showing up in another area. An easy example for that is like getting hangry. We've all been there when we get hungry and we're lashing out on people, being impatient, and sometimes you don't even know why you're mad and then you get something to eat and you calm down. Like kids especially do that. Like they might With kids, they might not be able to tell you that they're hungry, but they'll start having tantrums. For us, when we're hungry, it doesn't just affect our stomach. It has a direct effect on our brains, which changes our mood and it impacts our emotions. Another example is like, say, if I get an infection or one area of my body on in one area of my body, and if that is not treated properly, it will spread to other areas of my body. I can have a toothache, but get a headache as a result of the toothache because they're connected. I can have a problem with my nose, but it affects my hearing. Like if I don't move my body, my mind won't operate at its highest. If I don't eat nutritious food, my brain won't be as healthy as it needs to be. When you eat, it goes directly. It goes to your stomach, but think about the things that you're eating going to your brain because one has a direct effect on the other. 
Another example, if I don't drink water often, dehydration affects my body and I'll be tired or even at risk of passing out. So the main point in wellness is remembering that everything you do or don't do for one area in your body has an effect on the other areas. Same thing with life. If you're stressed out at work and exhausted, it'll have an effect on your relationships with other people. You might be more irritated irritable, more rude, more reactive. So ask ask yourself, what are the independent parts of your life that are having an effect on other areas? Getting a bad review or someone saying something mean to you can affect how you treat people that day. And then that spirals into no one wanting to be around you, which becomes a bigger issue, all because you didn't deal with like the mean comment or whatever the original source of you being upset was. So journaling, having um, spiritual and therapeutic practices are so important because you really do need to process things, good and bad, so that they do not become bigger issues. Wellness is about focusing on our root problems and causes and not putting band-aids over everything, ignoring our problems, being in denial, and then exploding and having a bigger issue later because we didn't just deal with the actual problem when it happened like that when you do that it's immature it's unhealthy do your best to deal with it now so that it won't be an even bigger issue later wellness is also about being in alignment having a sense of harmony and peace so think about is there something in your life that you are forcing but it's not working there's that saying that even though um God isn't saying yes right now. It doesn't mean that it's a no forever. It's just not a not it's just a not yet or a not right now. And when it is a no, it's for your own good. We have to Um, When we have to force things too much, sometimes we have to accept that everything is not in our control. Surrendering is so important. Giving things to God and letting it go and moving on. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it's for my own good. My mom taught me this prayer when I was little. It says, Lord, I've done the best I can. Now I wait on you in Jesus name. Amen. And I pray that over everything. I pray that over these episodes when I post them. All you can do is your best and leave the rest up to God. It takes the weight and pressure off of you. So also think about contentment, feeling at peace with where and who you are and what you're doing in your life. And think about what takes you out of the state of contentment or what's keeping you from being content. Do you have desperate energy around something that you need to let go of? Sometimes we just have to let things be. I love that saying, I'm not mad, I'm just done. And that's one of the best things to be able to say, like this isn't what I want. And at this point, I'm not even mad or angry. I might be a little hurt, but I'm not acting on my emotions because it won't change anything. And so I'm just done. Sometimes you have to walk away. Silence is so powerful. A lot of times you don't even need to say or do anything. Just be done and move on. On. Keeping things going unnecessarily is one of the most unhealthy things that we can do. Sometimes we just need to stop, let God fight your battles. There's a line that Cicely Tyson says in Diary of a Mad Black Woman that I always say to myself. She told Helen when she was trying to get revenge on her husband, um, uh, the lawyer, Charles McCarter. Y'all, I've seen that movie, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, so many times. Like, I know it by heart. I love Medea movies. But Cicely Tyson said in that movie, God can take care of folk far better than you can. And that is one of the sayings that I live by and I truly believe. It's a cliche, but like for your own 
own peace and sanity. Sometimes you just need to let go and let God surrender, having peace, contentment, being in alignment is all part of our wellness and taking care of ourselves. Stress is the biggest cause of disease. So just keep that in mind and just know sometimes you just got to let it go. So let's break down the eight categories of wellness. They are physical, emotional, occupational, financial, intellectual, environmental, spiritual, and social. So let's start with spiritual. On the wellness wheel, spiritual wellness is defined as an individual's greater sense of connectedness in the world or the ability to feel purposeful and attribute meaning to life in the big picture. So I just talked a little bit about why spiritual wellness is so important when you believe in something bigger than you. It takes the weight and pressure off of you and you can have comfort in the fact that you cannot and don't need to do don't need to control everything having some type of faith and spiritual practice prayer worship reading sacred texts can help get your mind off of this material world and remind you of the things that really matter and the things that are really important in life number two let's talk about physical wellness physical is the most obvious one like out of it's the one that most of us think about when we think or hear wellness. And so ask yourself, how does your body feel? Have you moved your body today? How often do you need to incorporate more exercise into your day? Uh, or on the opposite end, is your body being overworked or tired? Do you need to get more rest or have more recovery time? Also think about stress. That takes a huge toll on the body, especially if you're tense all the time, holding on to pent up energy, or like I said, just overworking yourself. Also ask yourself, is your body well nourished? Have you been eating a whole real healthy food with foods with nutritional value? fruit, vegetables, good quality protein or meat, healthy carbs, healthy fat. Make sure that your body isn't just running off of a bunch of processed, unclean, unhealthy food. Too much sugar, too much fried food and a ton of caffeine. Make sure you're not overdoing it on alcohol. Make sure you're consuming more nourishing food that's going to make your body feel good and function at a high level more than you're consuming unhealthy food that will lower your energy, give you a crash, make you feel bloated and tired. Try to only have that stuff in moderation and in small portions. Number three is emotional. Physical and emotional wellness almost go almost always go hand in hand. Emotional well-being is defined as psychological well-being, our ability to manage the challenges of life and feel fulfillment. I talk about mental health pretty often. If you're anxious or depressed, sad, irritable, and just not in a good place mentally, it will hold you back from becoming the person that you want to be. Go to therapy if you need to. If you can't or don't want to or don't need to, make sure that you have habits that keep your mind in a good place. I believe when it comes to mental health, there's no one specific magic pill or cure that keeps us in a good place all the time. People who are on meds will tell you that they do help or can help, but for them in order they have to still do things um that help with the medication so they still have to do a lot of work besides taking medication selena gomez said in her documentary that she is on bipolar meds but she still has to she still has to be mindful of the content she consumes um she says she loves scary movies but she can't watch them too often she says she has to be intentional about the people around her 
around her. I said this before, but we all have mental health. Even if you haven't been diagnosed with anything, taking care of your mind has to be a priority. Everything you hear, see, eat has a direct effect on your brain. A lot of people are starting to say brain health instead of mental health because that term has been thrown around so much and there's still a stigma around it. But it's literally just the health of your brain. The thoughts you think, whether good or bad or random, those thoughts cause you to either do or not do certain things. It's that simple. If your thoughts get out of control and lead you to a dark place, we have to learn how to manage it. And having healthy habits, a good routine is great for your brain health. Number four is occupational wellness, which is a sense of fulfillment that you will get from work. So how do you feel about your job? Or if you're in school, how do you do you have good habits that make you more productive? Do you have a good do you have good time management, not procrastinating? If you work, I have a whole episode on navigating a nine to five, working a full time, part time, work life balance, finding a job, all that. You can check it out if you want to, if you haven't already. But wellness around work is really important because work is such a huge part of our lives. So think about are you fulfilled in what you do? And if not, what are the steps that you can take to get to where you want to be? If you can't change your situation right now, what can you do? to make the best of it and use what you're doing to your advantage we spend so much time um, and so much of our lives at work and doing work it's really important that you have a sense of fulfillment and are benefiting from what you do Number five goes along with occupational, and that is financial wellness, which is our degree of contentment with our financial resources. Are you in a good place financially? Do you have a good relationship with money? Do you have good spending habits? Are there things you need to work on? Do you need to save more, spend less, cut back? What can you cut back on if you need to? Do you have financial goals? Um, Do you have a plan to achieve those financial goals? And are you actively following that plan? Are you selfish or generous? And not in a way where you're spreading yourself thin, but just in a way where you're not holding on to your money so tight that it has negative effects on you or your relationships with other people like Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge, like perfect example. We've all seen or read A Christmas Carol where Scrooge was like so selfish and unwilling to share any of his money or anything else with other people that it ruined his life. So definitely think about and examine your financial wellness and and think about the things that you need to work on or need to cut back on in that area. Number six is social well-being, our sense of belonging, connection, and support within our relationship circles. If there's anyone in your circle who you know is not good for you, do your best to let them go or at least distance yourself from them. Make sure that you surround yourself with people who make you feel good, who inspire you, lift you up, encourage, and support you. If you feel alone, lonely, or feel like you don't have many friends, see if you can find local or virtual groups to join, book clubs like leisure sports teams, um, churches or youth groups, music groups or choirs, theater, whatever you're into, there are clubs and groups that you can be a part of. And it's a great way to meet new people and make friends and have a new hobby or a sense of community. I said this in my last episode, but just because you're not in school anymore does not mean that you can't join groups and have extracurricular activities. 
like think back to what creative things you were into when you were in school or if you were into sports just because you don't do those things professionally doesn't mean you can't still do them if you want to for me I was on the choir when I was little I swam I was on the swim team newspaper doing I did media for my church and I still use what I've learned from what I was doing back then I still use that stuff today technology is taking over so much of our lives but doing things in person creates is such a huge part of overall wellness like too much screen time never leaving the house never seeing people in person it really takes a toll on our overall health and wellness and so do your best to make sure that you are taking care of your social wellness as well Number seven is environmental well-being. It is a backdrop of our lives. So our home, our workplace, community, world, etc. Make sure that the spaces you're in often, your home, your office, your desk, car, that they make you feel good and that they create the vibe and energy that you want to have. Um, make sure that there's not too much clutter or un- unnecessary things around. Make sure that you have decor and pieces, pictures around that inspire you and make you happy when you look at them. If there's anything in your space that you don't need or don't like, get rid of it or don't or give away obviously if you live with other people you can only control what's yours but like I always say just do the best that you can our environment even the city or town that we live in is a part of our wellness and lastly number eight is intellectual well-being our creative outlets the ability is the ability um, to take on challenges that expand our understanding, knowledge, and skills. So for intellectual well-being, think about are you learning new things, facing new challenges? Difficult situations are always for us to learn and grow from. So think about how do you deal with inconvenience? Do you um, get out of your comfort zone and challenge yourself? Also, having a creative outlet is important, especially if you're drained by your job or you're feeling unfulfilled unfulfilled like I said just because you're an adult does not mean that you can't explore and do art or have fun anymore also reading is a great way to expand your intellect and knowledge so before I end I want to share some of my wellness practices and routines I'm not like religious about specific times for my morning and night routines I'm just disciplined about doing certain things every day like not overeating, not having a ton of sugar, standing up more than I sit down, walking as much as possible, not scrolling often on social media, making sure that I have healthy, nutritious food on hand so I'm not buying and ordering food that I don't need, drinking as much water every day as possible. I don't let myself go a full week without journaling or getting on my treadmill or reading my Bible. I don't let myself go a day without prayer. Um, it, and a day or a day without drinking as much water as I can. For morning routine, like I said, it varies, but typically I'm up between 6 and 6.30. Obviously, I drink water first thing in the morning, uh, brush my teeth, treadmill for 30 minutes. 20 minutes is my minimum. Shower, wash my face, grab food, and then I leave for work. I typically intermittent fast, and so I'll eat a pretty filling breakfast or lunch. I try not to eat um, big meals later in the day because I don't sleep well when I'm too full or like my stom- when my stomach's still trying to digest food. So whatever I'm having, especially like I said, if it's like heavy food, I'll try to have it earlier in the day. And I typically stop eating around six. Obviously, if I have a dinner or I know I'm going out, and I'll be eating heavy that night, then I'll fast or eat lighter during the day. As always, this is just what works for me, so always do what is best for you. 
I also drink as much water as possible throughout the day. Green tea every day. I try to have it with honey, lemon, and cayenne pepper or just the green tea itself if I don't have everything else on hand or if I don't have the time to add all the all the things. Um, I love coffee. I drink it black. If I do have a flavored drink from like Starbucks or some coffee shop, it's only once a week max uh, once a week maximum and it's always like a cold brew and because those typically have less calories than like lattes and frappuccinos and everything with just a ton of sugar. Um, of course I have my favorite, I call it fun food, not like bad food, but my favorite foods and snacks that I love, but don't like to eat every day. Pizza. Um, I love cheese pizza. I'm also, I'm a a Maryland girl and I love my crab cakes. I love shrimp. I love shrimp Alfredo. I also like Chick-fil-A. I only go to Chick-fil-A for breakfast though. Like when they have, when they have the chicken biscuits, that's the only reason I go. Um, I love their chicken biscuits. I have alcohol maximum twice a month like I really I don't keep it in I try not to keep it in the house and I try to only drink when I go out and if I do have it it is only twice a month it makes me sleepy and bloated and so I don't drink too often um other like fun food or snacks that I like I like kettle corn um I try to have apples every day um guys if you were in school then you've heard like apples a day keeps the doctor away um but I do try to have apples every day like they really are so good for you it's like a superfood they fight infection honey like really good raw organic honey is also a superfood too so I try to make sure that I always have that when I have my tea I also keep dark chocolate on hand dairy free like really good quality dark chocolate is my absolute favorite and it's very healthy Um, And so I allow myself to have those foods and snacks. Um, But like I said, not everything too often. Do it in moderation. Do what works for you. You have to know what your daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly non-negotiables are. So what are your non-negotiables for today, for this week, for this month, and for this year? What do you need to do every day, every week, every month, and every year to make yourself feel good? And we change over time and our lives and schedules change and what we like one week might we might not might not like the next week. So also like what works one month might not work the next month. And so like I said, I'm not super religious about time blocking, but I do have my non-negotiables and I plan my days ahead to be as productive as possible with my time. And rest for me is also very productive. I am not someone who can operate with no sleep. Like I have to rest, which is also why I'm mindful about what I eat and drink because it affects my energy so much. If I eat too much or um, or have too much unhealthy food, I'm going to be tired. If I don't drink enough water, I'm going to be tired. If you want to be more productive and get more done throughout your day, think about how um, what you're eating and drinking will affect your energy. Will it give you energy or will it put you in a food coma? Like we've all been there. Um, also for wellness, make sure that you laugh often. Calling friends and family that I enjoy talking to and being around is always great. Also make sure that like you're wearing clothes that make you feel good. I also do my best to limit my, like I said, time on social media. I post what I want to and then I get off. Like social media has just become such a detriment to most of our health. And so it's really great. You know, we've had it has afforded us so many opportunities, like obviously doing this podcast is super great. But make sure that you are mindful of your time on social media 
Um, also make sure that you're taking care of yourself, doing things at least doing new things at least once a week. The new thing for me this week is ice rolling. You guys hear me talk about Lauren Bostic and the Skinny Confidential all the time. And she came out with her own ice roller to depuff the face. It also lifts and sculpts the face. It is a great product. I got it for myself for Valentine's Day. I've been wanting to try it for a while now, and it actually does make a difference. It makes my skin feel and just look uh, more tight and brighter i got it for like i said for myself for valentine's day and i love it it's like an instant little facelift and it's definitely worth the money i also use ice cold water or ice in general is just so good for the skin and for the immune system when i wash my face it's with freezing cold water in the morning Um, ice baths cold showers cold plunges even if it's just for two minutes is really good for the body and for the immune system and it tightens the skin as well Um, Also, floss. I feel like that's the one thing we all know we need to do um, or get told to do. But for some reason, flossing is like one of those habits that most of us really have to work hard to do on a regular basis. And it's not like it's hard. I just don't think about doing it or make the time to do it. Um, But now I have like a reminder on my phone to floss before bed, along with brushing my teeth, of course. Something that I mentioned already, but I just started doing what is standing while I work. um, And I can see and feel a difference in my body just because I'm more intentional about standing and moving more than I'm sitting. I have more energy and it makes me stay hydrated because it's hard to be on your feet all day if you aren't drinking water. And so that helps too. Like I said, I also... Um, I love tea and I definitely do try to have it more than coffee. You guys know I love coffee, but I do not allow myself to have it every single day so that my body isn't reliant on the caffeine. So for me, coffee is three to four days a week maximum and never all seven days straight and never more than one cup a day. And I drink it black, like I said, unless I get like a cold brew and that's not more than once a week. I like intermittent fasting, like I've already mentioned, my body does well with it. Um, Like I said, I try not to eat late at night. I like how I feel when I give my body a break, Um, not drinking my calories. Um, I have fruit and vegetables every day, walk as much as possible being mindful of the content I consume, also celebrating everything. I think that's underrated. Celebrate your small wins. Um, Your emotions are obviously one of the biggest parts of your well-being. And so celebrate everything when you can. Um, Journal. uh, Definitely read the artist's way. If you um, definitely want to dive more into your creativity and want to get back to something that maybe you let go of, Definitely The Artist Way is a great book. I also do my best to, like I said, I don't go a day without praying. I love worshiping, uh, reading my Bible, just reading in general. Also, reading books is great. Um, Coffee time is like sacred, (laughs) is special. And it's like not something that most people rush through, especially if you really enjoy coffee. It's like most people's me time. Um, Also... Doing a devotional is really nice. Connecting with people, getting inspired and motivated on a daily basis. Also switching things up. I love, um, like I said before, reading really helps. It can take your mind off things if you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious. Reading a good fiction book is like a mental getaway. Right now I'm reading The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. It's a great book. Uh, For me, I get the train to work and so I read on the train. I know a lot of people struggle with like time to read, um, but for me, I mainly read when I'm on the train. It's like a 20 minute ride both ways, 15 to 20 minutes. And so I squeeze in reading during that time. Um, 
Also, I write down my meals. I plan ahead, which also really helps me to stay on track and make sure that I have I'm doing all of my healthy habits and keeping everything in order. Like I said before, rest is also super important to me. Um, there's a quote that says without adequate rest, we won't have the energy to strive towards balance in other areas of our life. And so sleep plays a huge role in our health and wellness. And when it comes to balance, everything is never perfect all the time. It's okay if some days this is all you have to give and other days you'll be able to do more. All that really matters is that you're doing the best that you can. Give yourself grace. If you don't, you don't have to be a superwoman. Don't burn yourself out trying to be everything to everyone, especially black women. We don't have to do it all. Sometimes we try to do so many things that nothing actually gets done and then it's unproductive. And so remember to take your time. It will it will get done. They'll be okay. I'm not saying it's okay to like be lazy. I'm saying it's okay to slow down. The weight of the world is not on your shoulders. It's okay to sit down, lay down, go to sleep, and be okay with doing the best that you can. Make sure that you are also focusing on growth, not perfection. And again, just make sure that you are thinking about um, what are your big biggest wellness weaknesses. Um, make sure that you are challenging your body and your mind in different ways um, for your physical body. Make sure that if there's any illness that you're feeling, that you're getting it checked out. Um, think about what's keeping you from being fully well. Are you well? Are you feeling well? Not just are you happy, but are you well? Wellness is like more of an overall, every aspect of your body, your well-being, your lifestyle. Um, be more aware of the areas of your body and the influence um, that one area plays on the other. Uh, if you don't like something about yourself, it will have an impact on your emotional health and other areas. Remember to think of yourself as a whole person. Again, one area impacts all the others. So that's it for this episode, guys. If you enjoyed it, make sure that you share and have this podcast saved to your library. Also, make sure that you're following me. My Instagram is at Mara P. Sullivan and at DFTL Podcast. You can DM me anytime with questions or topics you want me to cover. Also, thanks to those of you who just send me messages telling me you're enjoying these episodes and what you get what you get from them. I see them and they always make my day. Remember, no matter how stressed or overwhelmed you might be feeling right now, take a breath, put things in perspective, surrender, let it go, give it to God. You do not have um, to have all the answers, but I promise you that he does. And remember, no matter what you're going through, do not forget to love. I'll talk to you guys soon.